0: Everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Common Sense Football. I'm Yash. I'm joined by Tom and Taha. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. You. Just uh,
1: speaking after the England game, so yeah, yeah, yeah in, just that
0: happened. I think on I think on the England game, I think we should talk about. Um, it'd be good to talk about the England starting eleven, the England squad, because I've been looking at that and. I was trying. To, I went on Sky Sports and tried to do make my England's um twenty-three man squad for the Euros. I'm not going to lie; it just gave me a massive headache because I think there's too much talent. There's so much talent. The talent I've never seen the talent pool this good for England since the Golden Generation. I think this I would generation agree be with that in some
1: positions, that in some, I think there's like clear candidates of who should be in that position.
0: Yeah, I do agree. As in, um, I think. Like striker. Th- yeah. yeah, go on. I think like striker, centre-back. Harry Kane, no one's going to take his position. Mm. Yeah, I think at centre-back as well, you've got Maguire and John... St- I think centre-backs are our weakest area on the pitch, to be honest. I think John Stones has, a, has had a good season. I think yeah, Maguire, I think, recently be, has been playing well, but you probably yeah. have him partner. But uh, Tom, what are you I guess thoughts it depends on? as well on the information
2: that England play because Southgate yeah. seems to like, like the three at the back or five, however you see it and this, he likes having this, like walker as well like at the back because i guess his pace is this, like covering the runs
0: thing is i'm i'm going through it through it right and i just think playing three at the back when you've got this much attacking talent and i know central defense is our weakness but you've got this much attacking talent personally i would i would be playing four at the back because i think it's an ups- you lose you lose a midfielder when you play three at the back if you play if, but, if yeah, i uh, i think a 431 would be perfect i just think we've got the players for that you've got Arguably, but the best striker in the world in Harry Kane. You've got some of the best attacking midfielders and uh, wingers um, in the Premier League this season. You like some Grealish, uh, Rashford, um, Jaden Sancho. Obviously, not in the Premier League, but um, you got a lot of you got a lot of talent. And even even still, stacked on that talent, you got players like I'm not even talking about the players like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, who probably might not even make the make the squad. And I think it's I think it's crazy that they don't make this one because I think both have had a really good season.
1: On to throw a caveat in there. I think you can play the three of them back, especially considering England's wing-back talent with Reese James, Saka, Shaw. And that will provide almost a second plan. So I don't think it's like completely useless. But if you consider the quality of the full-backs, um, I think it's more than a tool
2: I, it's not more the system that's the problem with me for like Southgate. It's more when he plays that like five back and then he puts Rice and Phillips together in front. Of yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 I just think yeah, that's like that's it's too, that's what I mean. it's too like that's... constricting to the rest of the team. You, when, especially in, when you're playing against lesser sides, that you need yeah. creative players to unlock the
0: defense. As in, the yeah. problem is, you need especially if you're playing a double pivot. You need one of those players like who is going to be the one who drives forward and one who sits. Sits with the defence And I just think Like you said You can't play Right and Phillips In the same team I personally Personally I think that's where The issue is Because in terms of select Selecting the squad I had a massive headache Over this Because the problem is I'm I'm looking at it Who do you actually Who do you actually Take in terms of The attacking talent Because you're going to Have to leave attacking ta- Some attacking talent At home And I think I'm going to say this I think, I think Two players I think should be Going to the Euros But probably won't be Are Barnes And um, James Madison I think both have had excellent seasons for Leicester Barnes has got nine goals in 25 games Madison's got eight goals in um I think it's 22 games and then another player who I think has to go and I don't know why he's not been selected is Bamford I think Bamford this season after mm. Harry, Albert Lewin has been he's he's been a great striker this season you can't deny that he's 14 goals this season seven I think seven assists or six assists and you look at how Bielsa's improved his movement in the box. He's He's been a brilliant striker this season. If he doesn't go, I think that's... I think it will be quite sad if he doesn't go. I think he deserves say, a place
2: more than Watkins, probably. That's what I would say, like, for Bamford. Um, in terms of Barnes, I'm not sure if he's going to be fit because he was injured against... I think it was Aston Villa early in the yeah. season, so that might open up a place. Madison's an interesting one, I guess, because he probably does deserve a spot, but Southgate doesn't seem to... Totally trust him or fancy him. On the strikers, I would say Harry Kane. I think I
1: think three forwards is enough. Considering you could include Rashford as a forward as well, but I'd include three separate forwards: Kane, Vardy, and then DC uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But Vardy's retired. Just because though. I think has he retired?
0: Yeah, he's retired in 2018. I think he's okay. Like, then in that de- case, he won't be going.
1: Okay, and then in that case, I think I would go Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Rashford as the third forward.
2: I guess I think you more options in midfield. Yeah, because
1: I think Bamford's. I would restrict him to like a pure finisher, as opposed to the different options the other three can
0: provide. I think he um, was really good in the. Uh, I think Bamford this season is showing he's more than a finisher, though. Like his link-up play has been ridiculously good, and I think. I know Leeds play an open style of football and Leeds create loads of chances the way yeah. they play. They play so expansive and that's probably why he's got a lot of goals and probably why he's got a lot of Yeah, assists, I, think it's more
1: a systemat- I think it's more systematic quality then, as opposed to you know individual what?
0: quality. With- you know what? This is what people say about Jordan Henderson, isn't it? This is what people were saying about Jordan Henderson. And I think the same thing will be said about Bamford. I think next season he's going to have a really good season. I think eventually he's he will, hopefully for him, get that call up to England. I just think he should... He should have at least got a look in for um, the friend not friendly, sorry, um, the uh, qualifiers. I think he should have at least got a chance. On the system
1: point, I would say if you take Henderson out of Liverpool, they aren't the same team. But if you take Bamford and replace him with another striker, they're pretty much the same team in my eyes. He's been the best attacker this season for Leeds though.
0: Like as because Rodrigo I think Rodrigo was brought in place- to basically challenge Bamford and Rodrigo's got hardly got a look well, hardly got a looking in that number nine spot.
1: I would say the number of chances Leeds create and the number of shots Bamford has which you can't blame him for but I think it's more systematic as opposed to individualistic. Mm. That's just my opinion. That's why I wouldn't I think, take him.
2: I think with Henderson as well it's not always like his ability on the ball it's more his leadership that Liverpool kind of misses on the pitch and it's like because he's very vocal he like lifts other people. So if he was fit would you start henderson England or would you do you think he doesn't 100%. deserve it? He would. We'll start it like saying before there's you
1: need a balance in midfield i think henderson is that middle balance of box to box so he doesn't really need to sit in front of the midfield but then he can provide cover because you'd expect the fullbacks to push really high up so he's essentially in between which is perfect i think
0: we'd be crazy not to start henderson if he's fit i think henderson probably is in terms of in that central midfield position is probably our best sort of player to play alongside maybe our Declan Rice or uh, Calvin Phillips, I think you need to play Henderson if he's fit. But it doesn't seem, from what I've read, it doesn't seem like he is going to be fit. And if that's the case, Mm -hmm. I think a player who I would consider taking, I think I probably would take him actually, is Ward-Prowse. I think two reasons. I think one, I think he's had a very good season for Southampton. I think he, whilst he's a defensive midfielder, he can still He's still got ability going forward and I also think what Ward Prowse has obviously everyone knows how good he is at set pieces and it's always good Mm. to have a player like that and also he's versatile as well I mean I remember last season I think he played some games at right back as well and I think versatility is important if uh, to do a job and hopefully there's no injury that happens to any of our as in we see him stacked at right back anyway but you'd hope Reese James doesn't get injured but I think Ward-Prowse has to go if Henderson can't go. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think he's a good replacement. I think this season no player has more recoveries or ball recoveries than James Ward-Prowse, so in that regard, he is good.
2: Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a good... I don't think I would start him, but he's a great player to bring on if you get like a last-minute set-piece, something you know he's going to be reliable. Because the amount, if you think in the Premier League, the amount of times where you see like corners, set-pieces, always hitting the first man so if you've got like a reliable set piece taker, it can make a big difference. What midfield would your guys'
1: are? midfield three be? I mean, I'm curious. Assuming me, England
2: play midfield three, um, I would go Rice. I don't think I'd pick Henderson, or I'm assuming he's not fit. Um, Rice, Mount, Foden, probably. That's really offensive. It's very attacking, but Mount can kind of go box to box. He's not just a player that has to attack
0: i you would probably be my three. I, I, as in, I'm playing a 43-1, isn't it? So I'll have to play... I play Rice as my si- sitting midfielder. I play Mount as my sort of box-to-box midfielder. And in that number 10 role, I would probably... I know Grealish has been playing a lot of his games on the left wing, but I'd be playing Grealish as that number 10 role if he's if he's fit. Which I think Grealish, I think... The thing is, I think that left wing role, Rashford will be playing. And I think that right-wing role, Sterling will be playing. I would play Grealish because I think Grealish is such a good talent that we have to take him. I know Foden's had a good season for City, but for me, it has to be Rice, Mount, Grealish.
1: I would go for a bit more pragmatism in this regard where I would pick Rice and then the midfielder like Henderson. And then in front of them, I would go with Mason Mount just so we can have more aggressive fullbacks um, without losing balance. Because I think if you have such an attacking midfield... Sometimes in terms of winning the ball back and just sustaining possession, it can be quite difficult. And also it provides further protection if you're pushing your fullbacks up so high. So say if you have Saka on left back, assuming you need a goal, you still have that balance.
0: I do agree, but I think that will be more important in some of the games where we're not... I think that's going to be important in the probably that latter stages, you know, when we're playing, say if we do get drawn, because I think we're likely to get... Either France, Portugal, or Germany in either round of sixteen or quarterfinals. When I had a look at it, if we go through the group stage, I think that would be important in a game like that, especially when you got a team like France, who probably will have majority ball possession. Like where you'd want someone like a like a Henderson next to. But I don't think Henderson is going to be at uh, the Euros. It seems so, and I think it's quite it's a shame as well because considering the season he had last season, he would have been nailed on for me. I think he would have been probably as... He would have been the uh, second name of the uh, team after Harry Kane. And it's quite it's quite sad that he's not able to go to the Euros. I hope he can. But, um, yeah, I think the one position I think that's going to... The one area, actually, of the pitch where I think it's going to do everyone's head in is probably defence. Because I think... Who do you take? Like, which centre-backs do you take? I think that's... England on... I've gone with three
1: which is Stones, Mings, and Maguire.
2: You like Mings just
1: because I, Just because he's a left-footed centre-back and I usually like having a left-footed centre-back playing there and then alongside a right-footed centre-back is because I think mm. it's more natural. And he's, I don't see any better option than Mings as the third one because I think it's given... That it will be Stones and Maguire as the primary options. I've seen them um, United sometimes play a match match? Match.
2: I've seen it like where they play like Luke Shaw as a left centre back. Yeah, so that's, I think that's If we're playing a, like a really, back it three, I three, three, three,
0: I think that works. But could
2: that work maybe? Yeah,
1: I think my biggest
0: fear. I would prefer.
1: Is, well, who would you prefer as the third center, back, Carl Walker or Luke Shaw? Because Luke Shaw, would, uh, because Carl Walker's done that, I think, in the previous I'm, tournament. I would prefer Luke, um, Carl Walker to be. I'm not a far right best. center. I, probably, I don't know at, if I
2: play Carl Walker at all. To be honest, I'm not I don't sure. Think he's I, like for me, fight. he doesn't even make the squad. The I
0: genuinely don't think he makes. Really? The squad. Who do? Who think, gets no, the he doesn't? No, he doesn't make the squad because the thing is right. I was trying to. I was trying to work this out. I'd pick. If I need two, as you only need like two right backs as it is, or two, or probably three full-backs and then one uh, player who can play um, the fullback position. So I'd take Ward Prowse, who could basically play as a back, who could p- play that sort of fullback position. I'd take um, Reese James, and then I'd take uh, Chilwell and Luke Shaw. I I genuinely wouldn't take Carl Walker. You wouldn't take Trent. I would. That's the thing. It's so hard for me. As I would, I would probably want to take Trent, uh, but. If if we're gonna, it, it's been really tough. Like that's what I mean. Is it give me a headache? I think Trent should go, but um, I will I'll take get Creswell
1: over Chilwell.
0: Yeah, really? I think Creswell I should go, but I don't think he will go. As in Southgate clearly likes Chilwell. So I, I think
2: Chilwell go. was very good offensively, but he's not like going backwards. He's pretty poor, to be honest.
0: Yeah, as in how many appearances honest, has he
2: made since you come in? Not many, I don't it's think. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, split between him and Alonso, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually like rotation. On the have, back yeah, role. how many it's minutes will you get? Three as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So Alonso suited playing on that wing back role rather than full back. So, so, so if Southgate uses his
1: policy of form over reputation, does Chilwell go then? Based on that if Creswell's no, playing he doesn't. every week Creswell,
0: Creswell's got like six or seven assists for West Ham I mean, yeah he,
1: he, he's got the third most key passes for a defender in the Premier League this season I think so. he's got the most assists oh, for
0: think... a defender as it is anyway and I think Creswell should go but the thing is I don't think he will go anyway because I don't think Southgate exactly. will pick him in a... and I also think um, I also think I don't think I think Luke Shaw at the moment is the best left back in the, in the Premier League and one of the best left backs in Europe at the moment I don't think Chilwell or Creswell should be getting a game ahead of oh. Luke Shaw
2: one thing to yeah, also not... remember is um, Southgate's a massive fan of Trippier and Trippier's quite versatile. Yeah. He can play on the right and the left so he'll probably end up getting picked as a player that can cover both positions even though I don't personally think he should be in the squad.
0: I think Rhys James can cover both positions to be honest.
2: Yeah, I do like Rhys James, yeah. of you considered Saka as a left wing-back
0: or a left-back? See, that's why I would take Saka because he can play left wing and left wing back, and if emergency, he can play left back. But um, it's, this is yeah, what I mean. It's just it's, it, it literally just gives me a headache selecting the squad. Like I don't like I'm I was struggling like in terms of even in terms of selecting like central midfielders. Like, I really want to take Calvin Phillips. I think Calvin Phillips has to go. And I think Declan Rice has to go. I think that's and I probably in the other two central midfielder positions. I'd probably take. Um, uh, Ward Prowse and um, I forgot who the other one I was Mount. thinking of. Um, no, I'll take Mason Lingard that. on
1: his current form. Lingard on his form currently, one of the best in the Premier League. He's got a goal and assist almost every 90 minutes, so he's a no brainer for me based on his form.
2: Mm. Form is very important going into a major yeah. tournament. Sometimes England managers in the past have been guilty of picking players because their name. Rather than the form,
1: yeah, that's why I yeah. think
0: Lingard should. I think, and the I thing think, is, yeah, go on. The problem is with Lingard is there's so much attacking talent. Like, it, there's, it's. I know. I think Lingard should go in terms of form. I think he's been a revelation for West Ham. But then you're gonna have to drop some of the attackers. Like, it's, and we haven't even talked about someone like Jude Bellingham, for example. I know he's really young, but um, I think he's he. Deserves maybe a look at. I don't. Th- I think this tournament will be a bit too soon for him. But yeah, I think form is important, but
1: tournament experience is important as well. So yeah. I think that's why I would take Lingard because he went quite deep with England last year. Or not last year, last
2: tournament. I would say sorry. Mm.
0: In terms of centre backs, just... or sorry, go on, Tom.
2: I was I was going to ask um, as well in terms of the forwards. There's so many kind of options to choose in terms of who plays on the left, who plays on the right. Obviously, Kane's a no-brainer, but who yeah, you play as your two wingers that like you've got Sterling, you could play Foden there, Grealish, Rashford, Sancho. There's a lot of options.
1: I think for me I would go Rashford yeah. as the first winger just because of the form he's in and the impact he's had, like if you sixteen goals and assists and then the way he presses and his ability to transition he's like a no brainer for me at the moment. And because of my formation, because I had um two like had Henderson with Mount. I would say left-wing Grealish, just because of his creativity. He's created second-most chances behind Bruno Fernandez, so that's why I put Grealish at left-wing and Rashford at a right. Mm. I'm not for sure me, what you guys it's, think. It's a
2: toss-up between Grealish and Sancho on that wing. I'm not entirely sure which one I'd pick, but it would be one of those two. Otherwise, I agree. See, what you? Yeah. You, know what?
0: you know what? As in, for left-wing, you guys are going to laugh at me when I say this, but... I think Rashford should be selected, but I think another. I think if Harvey Barnes could stay fit, I think the season he's had at Leicester, I've been a real big fan of him. I think on the left, he's been ridiculously good this season. I think nine goals. I don't know how many assists he's got, but for me, he's someone who I would. As in, I think because he doesn't have, because I think it's more about reputation. I think this season has been sort of sort of his breakout season. I think someone like him, I'd play, but I think Grealish as well. But I think for me, I'd play Grealish in that number ten role. I think. uh as in a free role for him and I play Rashford purely because he's got the good he's got the link-up play with Luke Shaw as in we've seen the season Rashford and Luke Shaw have been so good down that left-hand side and then on the right-hand side I probably would it's a tough one I probably would play um, I think based based on um, I think based on his experience I play Sterling I don't. Yeah, know, has good. he even
1: contributed in any World Cup
0: or tournament? No, he hasn't. But is he? No, he hasn't. But as in terms of, in, just in terms of a general sort of play, he's played. He, he plays on that position for City, and I think he's. I think he's not. He hasn't been that great a season in terms of numbers for him. But I'd probably play. I probably would. I probably would go for him. Or probably. But that's one him. of
2: the main problems England have. They don't have a. They've got a lot of players that play really well on the left, but no one that really stands out on the right. Like Russia can play there but it's not it's not his favourite position
0: well Sancho plays as a sort of right winger I don't know I think he could he could start but he, yeah, he as is then definitely... obviously
1: people you're I I think he's an option but I don't know how effective he is when there's no space to attack so I think he's definitely an option especially when you're playing the bigger teams and there's so much space to run into but if you're playing against yeah. a team that sits in front of like, their own box. Is he as effective? I think that's the question. But he's definitely an option, and I would take him.
0: Yeah, as in, he has to go. As in, it'd be stupid not to take Sandro, too.
1: Yeah. Um. But I'm, I'm sure on Sterling, just because of his record for
0: England and yeah his mm. consistency in the bigger tournaments. Here's a curveball i throw at you. I mean, we talk about, like, right-backs and that sort of stuff. and Yeah. Would you chuck Trent in as a right-winger? As in, I, 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 I wouldn't. I think I'd be... Uh, I, I was, would take I Trent so. as a
1: right winger. Uh, sorry, right, uh, right back, just because of the difference he can make. Like all it takes for Trent Alexander-Arnold is one cross. And one in the game. sorry for that reason. I feel, I, taking...
0: I feel sorry for him because I think his season, in a way, has been disrupted by the whole centre back issue that happened at Liverpool. I think if they had Van Dijk and Gomez fit, you would see a much different Trent. And I think this season, the reason why and Henderson, yeah, and Henderson as well. No, but as in, the reason I say Gomez right is because. Trent was allowed to like go forward a lot more than and I think the problem is because the centre backs have changed, his defensive um he was always a defensively a bit um he wasn't as good defensively as he was going forward. And I think because of the whole centre back partnership issue, I think defensively he's been exposed a bit. So I was I think very that's what's um,
2: not confused him. when Southgate picked his team, and he, he outed like Trent and said his performances aren't up to stand for England or for Liverpool. But what? then he picks Eric Dyer in his squad, and I just don't. Get
0: Eric, that. as in the problem with Eric Dyer is he's one of those players who is a jack of four but master of none. That's why I see Eric Dyer as, in in my honest opinion, like no disrespect, I just don't see Eric Dyer as a player that we can take because I know he can play a lot of positions, but he's not good at. All those any of those positions, he's not a good center back. Mourinho's tried him, and uh, I think Mourinho's lost pages with him. He's not good as a central defensive midfielder. Uh, Rice and Calvin Phillips are better, so I don't know why we'd be taking Eric Dyle.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think there's only so many utility players you need in a squad, considering how flexible some of these other players are. Yeah, I would play- a
0: good utility player, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't, but I don't think you need too many. Ut- utility players yeah, so hard. i think that's one of the yeah. reasons southgate picks him is because he can cover center back and midfield but he does those two so poorly as well <laughs> like he, he hasn't got the aerial ability to play center back at all and he doesn't have the mobility to play like a defensive midfielder so he, i'm not really sure uh, what he offers the
0: <laughs> thing is the problem with eric dies is in, i actually liked him like a couple years ago like when he was i just don't know what's i don't know what's happened with what, what's happened with him and i thought under Mourinho, I actually think he is a good player, and I thought under Mourinho, because Mourinho really wanted him when he was at United, I thought he'd revitalise Eric Dyer. And I thought Eric Dyer at the yeah. start of at the start of the season would I thought Eric with, Dier at the start of the it, season would have been like a decent player. But he as in he was, and it just tailed off. It's
1: I think what happened was the the system they were playing it was so protective at the back for that. It was going, as soon as you isolated Eric Dyer on his own, you could see the flaws come out. Um, I think mean, uh, that's quite obvious. So for that reason, he's out for me of the England squad. But he'll probably get picked knowing Southgate. <laughs> um, what about goalkeeper? Yeah, no one's brought a goalkeeper yet. Um, <laughs> We know he's going I know to pickford. <laughs> Tom's going to pick. Oh, he's Tom's pick. going to pick. That's for sure. We know Tom's going
2: to pick. No, no, yeah. I'm not. I know you I know. think I'm going to say Henderson, but I'm not going to. I would pick Pope as my number one keeper, but we all know it's yeah, going, going to be Pickford.
0: The problem is with um, Jordan Pickford is I think his distribution's better than Henderson, but I just think as a goalkeeper he worries me every single time because he's made so many high-profile errors this season. Like he's always been even good for last England. season.
2: So that's why. Southgate yeah, i would I wouldn't.
0: Him. So my
1: three would be Pope. Pickford and Johnston, I wouldn't take Henderson because I think three goalkeepers is usually the amount in a 23-month squad. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't take Henderson. So,
0: nah,
1: I would, take you have him. to take Henderson. You have to
0: take Henderson. Be foolish no, I'd take Holt
1: just because he's, I think he's been the best English goalkeeper this season. I think he's yeah. got nine clean sheets which yeah. is the most for any English goalkeeper. And Pickford for the tournament experience because I think for goalkeepers, especially in the latter stages, I think the pressure counts and he was really good um, generally <laughs> um, towards the end of the World Cup and in that penalty shootout as well. And then I've gone with Johnson as the wild card just because no other goalkeeper has made as many saves as him and he's playing for his team in every game as opposed to Henderson, who will play second field as De Gea in my eyes, and he should play second field. I'm I think, not sure who uh, you guys pick uh, as your. I'd Very pick York Pope,
0: is. Henderson, and Pickford. I think that's. I think it's nailed on. It should be those three. I'm with Yash and those three. Like, but would I,
2: start for me, but I'm not sure he will.
0: But yeah, as in, it's... you haven't mentioned. Well, you,
1: if you take Foden
2: as a central midfield option? No one's touching on Foden either. <laughs> for me, like no question. For me, he has to start. I think he's. Better than like Grealish, I think he's better than Madison. I think he's better than Mount. I think he has to start over any other midfielder. Really? I think he's absolutely brilliant. I would. I would
0: be. I would, I be, would take Grealish I, over Foden. I'd take Grealish over Foden any day of the week. I think Grealish is just like from, better. because I think yeah
1: gone just based on output alone. I'd pick uh, Grealish considering what he's doing in an Aston Villa side with Watkins as a striker. No disrespect to Watkins. And the other players around him. But while Greedish is. Watkins is a good striker, to be Utah. fair. I, I see Watkins
0: is, as a very is. good footballer. I think Watkins is, is a good player, but the problem is his finishing isn't like. Yeah, I've always seen him. I see Watkins as a player who reminds me very similar to what Roberto Firmino is in terms of he's good. he's got a good all round game, but his finishing is just like, he, like. His finishing isn't like up to scratch. I think he'll improve on that. And I always. I always think someone like him. If you gave him to Jürgen Klopp, you would basically suit that team so well. I think that's a discussion for another time, especially with Jota. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, that's fine. But
1: on, also, so if I you just could want pick talk... two, cent... yeah, go, go
0: on. on. If you could you pick go two go central
1: on. attacking midfielders, who
2: would it be then? Oh? I could pick uh, probably Foden and Grealish. Take, I mean, Grealish this is other
1: the squad as opposed to the starting lineup.
2: Grealish and Madison. Other for ones. Me. I think. Yeah, Madison. I would take.
1: Ooh, I would take Grealish. Grealish. Then I have to um, rep my boy Jesse Lingard. j Ling's.
2: <laughs>
1: just, uh, just based on form. I would, I would take him.
2: Southgate's likely to pick him as well.
1: Yeah. He's literally Southgate's love shower.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, on centre backs, actually, um, we don't. We never even. T- I never even touched on like who, which centre backs you take. As in, from the centre backs I've seen, I think there's five centre backs that I'd pick from. I think Maguire and Stones are nailed on. Then I think there's. You'd have to pick two out of these three. For me, it's between Keane, um, Mings, and Connor Cody.
1: Mm. I'd pick Mings just based on he's the outstanding yeah, left-wing just... centre-back yeah. and based on the season he's having. i oh, so why surprised no one's mentioned Aaron on Bissaka.
0: I don't think he's I don't think he's anywhere near ready. I don't think he will go to I do, I do
2: to... like what like, Bussaka defensively but I think just yeah. like there's so many options like Trent Pro- and James. The problem is people, I bad. think someone like Lamptey
0: is really unlucky as well. I think Lamptey is so unlucky. I think he's had a really good season for Brighton. And yeah, and like,
2: Carl Walker Peters
1: as well.
0: Yeah, yeah he, him as well. Chap. Like, um, the problem is we're so stacked at right back. Like, it's. That's the issue. And I think Reese James is such a good right back. I think it's really, it's going to be really hard to dislodge him. I don't think anyone can really. I think Trent is the only one. And you've got Trent and Reese James. You've got, arguably, Trent was last season the best right-back in the world and Reese James is um, one of the best right-backs in the league this season. So it's it's going to be, it's it's going to be tough for um, to select someone like a Carl Walker-Peters or... But you know what, it's good yeah. in case we do have injury, then at least you've got those options of like a Lamptey or Carl Walker-Peters or maybe a Wan-Bissaka. But, for me, if Trent or Reece James got injured, I'd be taking Lampy. Lampy, that's an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I think he's a, a good player. because he offers
0: something different. But um, right, right. So um, let's. I was going to say um, we could briefly touch. I just want to briefly touch on. We've touched on the England squad we'll go our exercise and I think I want to briefly touch upon uh, qualifying for the World Cup and just England's chances in general at the Euros like where you guys see England like um, where, where you see England where your expectations for England in terms of where they could finish and where your expectation for England is where you um, where they, you think they'll finish so where you think where you expect them to finish and where they think
1: that- Tom after you
0: so I think for like Southgate
2: and for the team that he's got, I think he'll expect another semi-final again. Whether we whether England gets the semi-final based on if they top the group, I think they face France, Portugal, Germany. It's gonna be very, very difficult to to get to that stage. But I think he has to be aiming at a semi-final really again. Yeah.
1: For me, I think the draw plays such a big hand. Like in the World Cup, I think England's rolling up to the final was as perfect as it could have been. But again I think Think they've really let themselves down in that semi final against Croatia. So I think the draw play is a big hand, but I think there's a lot more stronger teams now when you consider the other sides, such as Germany, Portugal. I think getting to the last four will be an achievement.
0: I think that as well. I think the problem Touch is Over to you. We think, we think about England's, um, England's like sort of this golden generation sort of thing, but. I look at Portugal as well. I look at Portugal's team and they look stacked. I look at France's team, they look stacked. Like, um, I do think England will have one of the best squads in the tournament. But, I think semi-final is where I think we will get to. I don't think we'll get to a final. I'd love it if we did. I, think, I hope yeah. we do.
1: No. I think with the other teams, they have more world-class players. Like, you look at a lot of the England players, they're good players, but they're not world-class. So I would say. I think we do have world-class. World-
0: Harry Cade's world-class. Me- yeah.
1: yeah. Who else is, like, not in the grey area, but you would say he's world-class in the England team. I don't think there's any other player you would say.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, as in, I do agree with you. As in, you yeah, look at Portugal, right. for example, you've got Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo. <laughs> um, Ruben Diaz. And then, uh, Ruben Diaz, Cancelo. Um,
1: I think one of the advantages is if you look at Group F, it's France, Germany, and Portugal in one group. So one of them will be eliminated. and I think that's such a big thing.
0: As in top three can go through, so I assume the third place team will go through in that group.
2: Yeah, it depends so, how many points they got.
0: Because when yeah.
2: Portugal won it in 2016, didn't they? They drew all of their group they, games. They only won one, one
0: game in 90 minutes. Like, as in, can a team <laughs> do what Portugal did, which basically just grind out a whole tournament? Like, <laughs> mm. that's the thing with tournament football. You don't have to be the best when, team; you just have to be time better time to than who things. you're facing. Yeah. That's the thing with Southgate. I think he might just go fully defensive, play two holding midfielders in front of a back three and then just aim to, like, nick points. I just think that's... I do get why he'd do that, but at the same time, I think with the attacking talent you've got for England, I think it'd just be a waste. I think England have actually got a tough group, to be fair. Uh, the Czech Republic, Croatia and Scotland are hard games. Like, they're not easy games.
1: Especially when you consider Scotland's midfield, um, Scott McTominay. I think that'll be an interesting battle.
0: everyone apologies for that I think um, the uh, line just cut but Taha didn't explain on the uh, England's grief in the Euros you were going on about Scotland's midfield specifically your favourite player Scott McTominay yeah he likes his player more than Messi Ronaldo Mbappe (laughs) Neymar um, whoever that's like Scott McTominay and uh, John. To be fair, Scott McTominay and John McGinn is a good midfield. If if they yeah. have that, uh, that is a good. Midfield, yeah, Billy Gilmore as well. And I think Scotland's in terms of you look at their sort of um, the left backs have been good as well. You got um, Tierney as well as uh, Andy Robertson. You got Che Adams from Southampton. I think he's a good player. So it will be a tough group. And then you look at Czech Republic. Not, it's not a bad well, team. Czech Republic have got so Czech. They got Vladimir uh, Sufal from West Ham. They got some good players. And then you look at Croatia, where I think this will—I think this is probably the last tournament for sort of that sort of generation from the twenty eighteen World Cup. So the likes of Modric, uh, Rakitic, um, has Mandzukic retired from international football. Oh, you know, you like Mandzukic, you think he's a good player.
1: I uh, don't follow his international career, but I—I I don't think he has. But don't forget Perisic.
0: Yeah, Perisic as well, good player. And so the problem is, I can see England do well, but then you can also see, you just hope that England just don't do anything stupid and mess up this tournament.
1: Yeah, I think momentum plays such a big factor in tournament football, and that's why England did so well last year. Because you could say, the, uh, not last year, sorry, last tournament, where they had such an easy yeah. group, where they built that momentum, and I think that's what got them not through the games, but it gave them the confidence and belief that they could progress. I think in recent, other, or like other tournaments in the past, they've had shaky group stages. Yeah. Um, and then you can't really build on the back of those, but I think this group will, is, is looking tough.
2: All of the England games will be played at Wembley as well, considering that they're trying to split all the different like, groups into different venues, but all of England's games will be at home, so at Wembley, so that'll play a big factor and if they go for the, we'll, through to the knockouts, and if they, even if they get we'll, to the semi-finals in the final, I believe the semis in the final we'll, are still due to be played at Wembley. So that's a huge home advantage. We'll, that they will, there be, will there be
0: fans, though? Will there be fans, though? If there are no fans, I don't think home advantage... I don't, know, I, I don't think home advantage makes that big of a I
2: difference. I don't know if like, like being around the Sarat makes same surroundings that they used to will have an impact, but it might make a small advantage. And Jesse Lingard, Mr Wembley, start him now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, 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 you know what I think he deserves I think he he definitely deserves to have a he should be considered but I don't know the problem is the attacking the attacking pool of talent is so good
1: with, with his output over the past few weeks I would take him I think it's difficult to say how he will do um, towards the end of the season yeah
2: I do it's just I based do. on what he's showed, sure, sure. I think if
0: yeah but um, yeah, I agree. I just before we end, I just want to make a point in terms of um, firstly, in terms of which countries you think your favourites for the Euros, and secondly, I want to talk about just this qualifying for World Cup twenty twenty two. But on the point of favourites from the Euros, I'll start. I think Portugal, for me, and France are the two of the favourites for this tournament. Uh, yeah, I
1: would go. Yeah, go on top.
2: I would uh, probably agree with those two, but I would also fancy Belgium as well to go far because I've reckoned that they've got like their kind of generation similar to Croatia. A lot of their players, especially the defenders, are coming towards the end of their career, so this might be their last tournament. So I fancy them to go far and maybe even win it,
1: even without a fit Hazard.
2: I think to they think
1: they're heavily no. reliant on Lukaku and De Bruyne, but when Lukaku's in the form he is, I wouldn't put it past him. But it's just Hazard had a, such a big impact in the last tournament, so I don't, I don't think they can replicate that sort of performances without him. But got, with Lukaku, um, the form he's showing, Dorgan's, second Dorgan's best striker in the really world good. after
0: Kane. I think Thor, second best striker in the world after Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, that's Lukaku. Right, we'll we'll,
0: we'll 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 settle that when we have another debate on this, but. Torgan Hazard's been having a good season. I've been I've been gutted to see um what's happened to um Hazard and Madrid. Um but I hope he can stay fit for I hope he can get to fitness for the Euros. To be honest, I would take a half fit Hazard at the Euros because I know what he can do. But um I can't see Belgium going that far in this tournament, to be honest. I think their sort of I think their golden era has is basically I think twenty eighteen World Cup is where it's peaked. I think 2014 it started I think 2018 it sort of, I think that's it. I can't see Belgium doing much of the Euros, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think my favourites are France, just because of the amount of world-class players they have all over the pitch. So, Kante, Ndombele, Mbappe, Raphael Varane. I said world-class. What was (laughs) world-class player? Um, I think that's another debate for another time.
0: But, okay, um, but
1: just because of the balance and world-class players they have all over the pitch. So they have some real matches. What about, what about Portugal?
0: Squad? What about Portugal? You look at Portugal's squad, as in the only place I think they are slightly struggle with is who plays next to Riba Diaz. They're looking at... I think you'd, I'd take Pepe. I think Pepe was absolutely brilliant in the Champions League for them. Or Porto. Yeah, against Juventus. I think he played yeah. really well. As in, who, who else are you going to play Is in Jose Font
1: that's he played there I think yesterday or the day before and they look so sloppy at the back even though they deserve to win that game I think yeah, yeah there's still faults there but I think it... centre forward is the a, like time. Ronaldo's a very good player but centre forward striker,
0: yeah.
1: yeah I'm not sure if he's a good enough, like he's definitely a good enough goal scorer but a good enough centre forward to take them over the line but my favourites, are, as I said, France. I'm just um, yeah. I think they're just too good all over the pitch. Fair enough. Fair and enough, and but... with Portugal, it's it's a starting eleven or nothing. I don't think they have that
2: mm.
0: the depth like the other countries you, do in that regard. You say that? I look, at, I look players. at I look at Portugal's attacking depth. That looks ridiculously good. As in, you look at you got the likes of Bernardo Silva, Yota. Um, um, Bruno Fernandes, even the midfield, you've got the likes of Ruben Neves, João Moutinho. Even, yeah, like, they're I've all starting, the attacking players players it behind but, them? Net- like, you've got, you got uh, Danilo Pereira from um, PSG. He's had a decent season. You look at someone like Neto and Prudence, they'd be starting. Not starting, sorry. They'll be good. Imagine having those players on the bench for Portugal. I think Portugal, in a way, is similar to England, actually, to be honest. Like, we've got a lot, they've got a lot of attacking threat. I think defensively, that's where I'd sort of uh, be concerned.
2: I think I would put Portugal just above England because they've got more so like more world-class players yeah. to change games at the moment.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but finally, I want to talk about 2022 World Cup qualification. Now, I just couldn't help to think that I think there needs to be some sort of pre-qualifying for some teams because the problem is these teams are like, England plays San Marino on uh, Thursday. I don't know what England get out of that and I don't know what San Marino get out of it, to be honest. <laughs> like, no, it on, a, on, a, on a real, I don't think it helps San Marino at all. I don't think it helps England at all. It doesn't do San Marino any confidence playing England. I think if they were playing, um, let's say an Andorra or a Liechtenstein, for example, at least they get some experience and hopefully they improve. Because the problem is you have these qualifiers where it almost becomes like you already know who's going to qualify qualify and obviously you do get the odd upset also like Ireland lost to Luxembourg but you do get the odd upset but I think there needs to be some sort of reform in the qualification process.
2: I guess initially that's why they introduced the Nations League to kind of make the other friendlies like more competitive but I don't know if there's some way they can, can like combine like the Nations League and qualification into some kind of different format and they changed the groups recently for these qualifiers as well so the big teams are like even more separated out, so they're more likely to qualify, so it almost becomes there's almost like less interest in the qualifiers, because it's always like a top team against a team that's not as good, generally, so they're more likely yeah. to win.
0: Uh-huh. any thoughts?
1: Um, I think, yeah, a lot of the games, they're almost meaningless, because it's a really, really strong country against a country which it shouldn't really be playing against. I think there needs to be like a route which is fast tracked as opposed to playing so many games, especially during COVID. Imagine how like cross country games which is happening currently and the risk it has a, for a game like England San Marino. I don't think it's really worth I don't, it. I
0: don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I just don't think what's the point in San Marino playing England? Like, what's the point? I do get they deserve as a nation, they deserve to play against these um, yeah. bigger sides. I do get <laughs> that, but. It doesn't do them any good. Like all it, all it, that ends up happening is fair play to the San Marino goalkeeper. I thought he had a really good game to be fair, but it doesn't do a- them any good playing England. It doesn't do I think it like, does give them exposure against world class players, but I think what they should do is for
1: like countries which are low down the rankings, those teams should have uh, like a separate qualifying so they can sort of mix or like extra like extra better you teams can't, than those you
0: you you can't have separate qualifying because you can't you can't realistically send have like send like two teams from the lower ranked sides to the World Cup finals because it just wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense like you can't do that. No, no,
1: no. Yeah, like I mean, instead of having so many teams in a qualifying group, or I think the, how many groups are there in the World Cup qualifying? Or many ten, many I Think there's, groups, there's like ten, ten or groups.
2: eleven.
1: Yeah, like yeah. you could reduce that by half if like the teams ranked lower down have their own qualifying. I'm just trying to think of a process to fast track it almost. So maybe last summer yeah. when it was there's no football on, those countries can like have a qualifying round. So like they do in the Europa League or the Champions League. Yeah, where that's a, what I mean. Something like that would actually be
0: helpful because then hopefully they go into let's say if like Andorra played Liechtenstein. Hopefully one of the two teams that qualify can actually go into games and they can at least be a bit better. Like you still don't expect them to yeah. win against teams like. France for example but like it just at least it gives them some sort of motivation at least if they ha- have games against teams at their level they improve and I think that's the only way they can improve like you can't play these like you can't play these teams against like better teams expecting them to improve and I think there needs to be some sort of reform in the qualification but um, yeah I think I think we'll leave it at that I think we've had a decent debate in terms of the England. Squad, yeah. I think. Um, well, hopefully, next week is the Champions League. Um, it's not next week, sorry, it's the sixth, I think. That's when the yeah. first um, quarter final is. I don't know who's playing on that day. Do you guys know
2: off the top of my head? No, um, I don't know
0: who's first. I don't know
2: who's first on this. Yeah, uh, I oh, think it's Madrid, or, Liverpool
1: yeah That'll that's be, gonna be interesting but i think well, is playing at the moment so um <laughs> i think we have to end it on that yeah no no
0: fine <laughs> um i guess yeah as in i'll be i'll be keeping my eye on mcconnell again but um yeah no we'll um go on next week and um yeah if you do if you do like football opinions follow Taha Football, as in T-A-H-A-F-T-B-L. It, if you love Mourinho, like... Love no better, if you love Mourinho McTomney, there's no better place to follow.
1: <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: But, um, no, it's been great having uh, both of you on. Um, Tom, I hope you've had a good time. Taha, I hope you had a yeah, good time. Yeah, looking forward to next week. Cool, we'll do next week and we'll talk about Champions League and... Uh, um, quarterfinal previews but um, yeah we'll leave it at that uh, thanks for listening uh, make sure you subscribe um, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening on but um, yeah and give us a follow I'll be tweeting this out so follow um, Common Sense Football I'll put that in the description of this podcast but you know the drill and we'll see you next time cheers thanks a lot hey guys. thanks guys cheers thanks Thanks for listening to the Common Sense Football Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Common Sense for the latest news on football, and when we upload our podcast next, you'll see it on our feed.